Hey gang, that's Holly. And that's Brooke. And this is the Macabcast. Episode 14. And I'm Nikon. I always do it before you. I keep forgetting that we changed it. You keep forgetting about Nikon? No! <laughs> wow. No. I'm offended. We couldn't do this without you, Nikon. I know. <laughs> I'm sure you guys would figure something out. Yeah, we just would have taken a lot longer to start this. Uh, yeah, the executive dysfunction would have taken over. Yeah. I mean, it had taken over. Oh, you're right. It... <laughs> But it's fine. Same, but also, (laughs) I got you. Yeah, you know. know. Well, we're back. Yeah. No corrections, as far as we know. Yeah, no one's like yelled at us for anything. So, I'm shocked because I tried really hard with those names last episode Mm -hmm. and like some of the locations, but I was like, I don't fucking know. Well, the thing is, I think most of the people who listen to this podcast they wouldn't know either. Wouldn't know either. Get fucking wrecked. Holly (laughs) thinks you're dumb listening. No, I just mean that based on our statistics, most everyone's in Washington, so. That's true. Except for, I mean, there are a good number of people in other states in the U.S. as well, but it's mostly U.S.-based. I was going to say, I was like, do you mean just Washington specifically doesn't know how to pronounce things? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, everyone in Washington cannot pronounce anything. It's canonical. It's a problem. Honestly, that's probably true because there's a lot of white people here. That's true. So I guess we can get to topics for the week? Yeah. Weeks. For the weeks. I just, like, went into another dimension there for a second. Holly oh, no. saw that. It was really weird. <laughs> I was thinking about my sources, like, really intensely for a second. Did I cite them properly? <laughs> I never cite my sources properly. I just write, like, yeah, I know. It's a hot mess. It's okay. Whatever. It's fine. So my topic for today is... it. It's well your potential topic for today. You might be next week. That's true. Well, we're competing for. Yeah. My contender for today's topic. My contender yeah. for today's topic. Okay, good. Let's t- let's say it that way then. Thank you, Nikon. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Put a tip in the Nikon jar. Um, <laughs> we should have a Nikon tip jar <laughs> that just you and me are putting tips in. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, I don't tip myself. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, but no listeners else. can't yeah. tip either. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> if we ever get around to having a Patreon, then we can have a tier that's just called the Nikon, Nikon tip, tip jar. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay Nikon to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Nikon didn't want to be paid. Okay. What's your topic? <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your contender? My contender for this week is Origins of the Tooth Fairy slash Tooth Fairy flo- Folklore in general. Nice. Excellent. Like international, a little bit. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> it's actually not as um, macabre as I had in, uh, anticipated. I think it's going to be scary. Oh. I can make it scary. <laughs> Say it really scary. <laughs> God. You sit around a campfire and Brooke puts a flashlight on her face the whole time. Why would I need a flashlight if there's a campfire, though? Listen. For the scary effect. <laughs> no, yeah. but the... <laughs> you have to get look scary. Whatever. Though. Holly's contender. <laughs> um, my contender for this week entering the ring is uh miniature books i love miniature books yeah i'm I gonna have, talk about thumbelina i just know it's yeah. like one of my fave kid movies i've got a whole history for us and a slightly macabre fact but mine also is going to be a little bit lighter this week because this entire week i've been like stressed and sad and so i was like i can't do anything sad this time yeah so <laughs> i'm so tired i'm training a new employee mm-hmm at my office where I work right now and it's just been like so exhausting and ironically like my topic is kind of like work related because <laughs> I work in a dental office amazing um yeah yeah anyway. I've been like trying to switch jobs this week so I'm like oh no congratulations yeah. thank you I mean it's not official yet I so. know but um that I want everybody is. on the podcast to also text you and say take the job Oh, yeah. okay. Well, they don't We're very know. Proud well, of you, Holly. A lot of people who listen do know. So, about everybody it, but... who has Holly's number, please go. So, Holly's phone don't... number is. No! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shall so, we... we have our contenders. Yes. Players ready to Rochambeau? Yes. Okay. I'm Are gonna... we going to. On shoot. On shoot. Okay. 
One, two, three, sh- rock, paper, scissors, shoot, excuse yes, me. Yes, thank you. Holly doesn't, they don't like the counting. Yeah. No, because why would we do one, two, three if we're doing rock, paper, scissors? Okay, okay, okay. 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 We argue on We ready? <laughs> ready? Yes. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Huh. I win. Smash me. First round, Holly with Smashed. rock breaks the scissors from Brooke. Mm-hmm. Holly, who do you want to go first? Hmm. Interesting. And why is it you? And why, who do you want to go first, and why is it you? Um, I actually do want to go first. You, we always choose to go yeah. first. I know. We're the worst. I mean, um. you've established the meta of why you want to go first, so that makes yeah, sense. It's, it's fine. I want to go first. Um, Let's go. I think this one, I'm going to jinx it and say that I think this one won't be as long as some of my other ones, but having said that, it's probably going to be just as long. So. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll at the see. end of the day... Like I say all the time, I don't know how to shut up. I have can't shut up disease, so. I mean, I think that's just ADHD. Yeah, I call that can't shut up disease. (laughs) Can't shut up disease. C S U D. (laughs) Sad. Sorry, it's so mean for me to laugh, but it was so funny. It just took a minute. It took so long. I, I know. The, it's the fact that Nikon stopped and looked up at the ceiling while spelling it out and out loud. <laughs> I didn't want to get it wrong. I'm also very tired. Yeah. I'm not going to share it's why. It's daylight savings today, too. I mean, that didn't help. <laughs> no, it didn't. That's true. Actually, I will share why. I had to drive my friends to the airport at 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. got an hour less of sleep because it was daylight savings time. Yeah. And, and I already like, only got two hours of sleep before going to the airport. Yeah. Are we surprised? No. Yeah. No, but it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> anyways. Holly, take it away. Take it away. Um, so I initially found out about miniature books. Well, I mean, I've known about the fact say. that books like, <laughs> exist in miniature but i thought that it was kind of one of those things that people use just for like crafts and stuff and like didn't you ever have them as kids not these miniature books mm. um not like this uh <laughs> but you know like the little itty bitty ones that are like less than an inch mm-hmm. tall and stuff um so i thought that those were mostly just like a recent phenomenon and mm-hmm. by recent i mean like after the 90s type of phenomena yeah um but like turns out it's not it's gone back for forever (laughs) but wait there's there's more more. (laughs) um but i found out about it from tiktok of all places wow um because i apparently get a lot of educational content on my tiktok which Uh, don't say apparently Apparently, and apparently, apparently, I've never been on live <laughs> television before. And apparently, I get some educational TikToks. Uh, <laughs> um, but I found it through the with the user, not yeah, username, mm-hmm. the at the yeah. at um, Moon's Rare Books, and they did a video all about miniature books, and then they had like little miniature like library carts for the little miniature books that they were showing to the camera and it was the cutest thing in the entire world and it was so informative and then I was like I want to see it you have to show it to me yeah and then I was like I need to I need to do an entire topic on miniature books now because apparently they date back to like cuneiform tablets whoa I didn't know that yeah so it's like a it's a real thing but um my yes I was raising my hand. Uh, I just wanted to say that they always make me think of microfiche. Yeah, except for that's very different. I, I know, but like I just think about like how small it is, yeah. you know, and how they were the just like, let's microfiche. put all this information on something super small because that makes sense. Tiny. It's microfiche. It's like, do you remember the projectors that they had in elementary school? <laughs> Imagine that, but like really small. Mm-hmm. And that's how they like had. They would like save newspapers mm-hmm. or like. Oh, oh, I know stuff. what you're talking about. Yeah. They have them and in, ha- to, in like, libraries. I've, I've seen lots of clips in movies yeah. and TV shows of people looking through them. You have yeah. to like use a special machine, machine yeah. to look yeah. at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my sources for this time are going to be from biblio.com. Nice. Um, and then that one has a brief history of miniature books. 
bookriot.com has a history of miniature books as well. Um, Wikipedia is a source for this time. I've been not using it, but have come back. It's always there. Yeah. Looming. Um, Atlas Obscura had... Nice. Yeah. I, love, I love Atlas Obscura. <laughs> I know, me too. Obscura. Had um, <clears throat> an article on miniature books, and then freerepublic.com had a news article that I was able to steal from there. And nice. I'll reference that in more detail later. Nice. But, um, yeah. So... First and foremost, we have to define what makes a miniature book because there are standards. Oh, okay. Um, I'll take notes. You can't just call any small book a miniature book. That's okay. not allowed. Oh, okay. Um, the, in 1983, actually, the Miniature Book Society oh, was founded. Do they have, like, if you, like, call a something... Uh, a miniature, miniature book that's not do they have like the popo like yeah. the library popo and yeah. do they come and they like... come and beat you with a miniature book oh shit <laughs> they yeah. give you tiny paper cuts yeah <laughs> that would hurt so bad yeah <laughs> Nikon <laughs> oh, it's okay Nikon they don't do it um <laughs> Nikon is so sad uh okay but they, they were founded in 1983, and then they standardized the sizes. Um, because nice. before that, you know, you could claim it was a miniature book, but th- there wasn't, like, a standard rule for what makes a miniature book miniature. Oh, okay. Um, There's no cutoff. Yeah. So in, in the U.S. right now, the standard is um, three inches in height, width, and length. It has to be three inches or... smaller to be considered a miniature book um earlier like and that's for books that are from like the 19th century and um more recent books and onward because those books because of increased like printing technologies those ones were able to be smaller Mm -hmm. but books that were created pre 19th century go by a different standard and those ones are considered miniature if they're four inches or less in all dimensions Mm -hmm. you're saying 19th century so you mean 1800 (coughs) onward correct or do you mean from 1900 onward which i mean from because the 19th century would mean 18 yeah i mean the 19th century that's what i thought i just want to make sure yeah because i was like that's pretty recent if it I, it's not. I forget that it's like 2023, but it yeah. feels recent. Like 1900 feels yeah. recent. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, because they started <clears throat> having like better printing technology yeah, during yeah. that time. Um, that makes sense. There are also smaller definitions as well. So a macro miniature is um, a book from the 19th century or before that's three inches or under. So, like, if it's. If it's from the 19th century or before. And it still is that small, basically. And it still is three inches, then Mm -hmm. it's considered a macro miniature. Um, Funny that it's macro. Yeah. And not micro miniature. Well, so the next one is a micro miniature. Oh, really? Yeah. The hell? The micro miniature is a book from any time that's less than one inch in all dimensions oh my god and then that's there's thumbelina shit yeah and well not yet ne- the next one is thumbelina oh, shit. shit the next one is an ultra micro miniature and <laughs> and the ultra micro miniatures are less than a quarter inch in all dimensions i'm changing my instagram bio to uh, like describe myself as an ultra micro <laughs> miniature because same because I am, like, I am round, but I am small. <laughs> Ultra micro miniature. <laughs> Supreme I have micro. book earrings that are really small. Does yeah. that count? Well, does it have actual text in no, it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, so these are books. So that is a good clarification, though, is that these are books that have actual readable text in it and are, a, like, less than a quarter yeah, of, in, that's of an so inch wild in all dimensions. To me. Like, they have full books that are less than like with the full text in it that's so crazy so um original miniature books date super far back the first ones were actually miniature cuneiform tablets which is so wild Um, yeah which like i was like i don't even i didn't even know that they did that but they made them in miniature most likely so that they would be easier to like um 
transport. Yeah. And there are, there are um, scrolls as well from East Asia that were created in miniature as well from... <gasps> I forget the century, I but it was like over scroll. a thousand years ago. I want a tiny um, scroll. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so those ones were also like made most likely for transportation mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, so that's super cool. But the cuneiform tablets, those ones date back to the um, 2500s BCE in Samaria. Whoa. Yeah. So like from the dawn of time, everyone was like, "Look at these. We can make them cute and small." <gasps> <laughs> well, it, the borrowers were like, what are we supposed to read? How are we supposed to read big people literature? Yeah, many books. Then they were like... It's for them. They were getting in on the market of selling books to the borrowers. Yeah, that's it. Obviously. Obviously. Um, so, Holly, what is cuneiform? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> not me off mic being like, do you think you should define that? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so we should define it. Um, cuneiform is a like very. It's one of the earliest known writing systems. Um, it's a logosyllabic script, um, but it was used to write a few different languages in the ancient Middle East, um, which is why like Sumer- like it was developed to write Sumerian, which is in Mesopotamia, and so. In the Fertile Crescent, as they in used the to call it. Fertile Crescent, yeah. But um, it was, so it's just like a very, it's one of the oldest known scripts and ways to write. Yeah, so that's the cuneiform tablets uh, and what cuneiform means. Thank you so for it's just defining. tablets that were written a hell of a long time ago. Um, okay, thank you. They're pretty dope. Yeah, wild. Um, but following the invention of the printing press, which was in the, I think, 16th century, um, yes. miniature books like really took off in popularity, um, which makes sense because the printing press and the invention of like print books mm-hmm. um, made reading more accessible mm-hmm. to like the common person, whereas yeah. before then, like having any knowledge of like literacy or books was very much reserved for people yeah. who were rich they and, were they were gatekeeping yeah who had access to education in a way that no one else did mm-hmm. um so and then in the 16th century around 200 miniature books were printed um that's a lot yeah mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go through like the general overarching history right now through they, it they have a little baby one mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah actually i think they had to <gasps> for those because you had to set the type yeah in i love miniature. that so much yeah and i feel like it would be way too hard to do it with like a full size one. yeah and i read an article about someone who like prints miniature books now and they were like yeah you have to have like miniature tools because it needs to be small enough to do the same thing on the That's so miniature crazy. book yeah i want to see it i know i have pictures for us yes um but yes, in the after that, in the nineteen in the nineteenth century, nice. um, advanced printing technology allowed for smaller type to be printed and led to the golden age of miniature books. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Aww. It was very cute. Um, some of them were actually like super intricate, intricately and very artistically bound in in leather and like really like really high quality materials and Mm -hmm. were illustrated had like illustrations in them as well in tiny and in tiny yeah and um but there were also others that were just made purely for distribution and Mm -hmm. so they were like not it's like the paperback version basically Yeah, yeah yeah um but it's also important to remember that a lot of these books are like when they're from the 19th century the in the golden age of the miniature book um they are typeset books which means that the letters need to be set like physically set up mm-hmm. prior to printing for each and every page so cool. um and it's important 
to like note for everyone that for these miniature books, they're the typesetters has to like they had to do this for all books as well. Yeah. But it's just wild that they did this for the miniature ones Mm -hmm. but the typesetter has to set the type backwards and upside down Mm -hmm. in order for it to print right Mm -hmm. so they're like doing this in like crazy small type little forceps probably like and mm -hmm. having to do and having to set the type backwards and upside down as well no errors yeah no errors so or off with your head probably loki yeah yeah so it's just like wild the artistry and skill so that would amazing. be involved in making these i love it yeah um i love tiny things me too they're so i love they're them. just so good yeah um it's like normal but small, but small. it just makes so it better tiny. like i was that kid who would like get one of those those erasers that was shaped like something and I would like keep it in my desk and never use it to erase oh, yeah. anything because I was just so excited to have mm-hmm. like a tiny pizza or like whatever it yeah. was you know just oh, a yeah. tiny like a tiny car yeah. or something a little flower but yeah. um, I'm so obsessed I'm going to get into some more specifics about like how like why people decided to print in miniature yeah. as well or why but before I do I I do want to show you like some of the leather bound books <gasps> these aren't the most um these aren't like the prettiest ones. There are a lot prettier leather-bound miniatures, mm-hmm. but these this one that I'm going to show is a um, a little box of the complete works of Shakespeare in miniature, <gasps> oh with god. like a penny in the picture for scale. Oh my god! Um, so I'm gonna show this to you now. Is this gonna go on the Instagram? Yeah, we'll put this we'll put this oh one on the Instagram as well. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. So and those are like the complete, complete works. Each one has. I'm like looking the at play. this, yeah. and then looking over there on my shelf of the complete works, and then I'm looking at this, and I'm like, that's how? a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of fucking words. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how? Because I have a complete set right there. I can see it from here, and let me tell you, that shit is large. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Nikon, did you want to see? I've seen it before. <laughs> They do things behind my back. Rude. Well, I was doing research at Nikon, so I mm-hmm. had to show them. Homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so very cute, very tiny. Um, fantastic. Uh, a, this one was the complete works of Shakespeare, but um, a lot of the miniature books that were printed were um, prints of the Christian Bible. Um just because that was printed a lot just in that time. Um, I misheard you. I misheard you. I thought you said... I thought that the title of the book, before you said Bible, I thought you were saying Prince of the... Like P-R-I-N-C-E. Prince of the the Christian Bible. And I was like, what is that? What is that? I was like, what are you talking about? No, Prince, like... They're, they were yeah, printing prints. it. Yeah, prints. I understand yeah. now. But I was, like, literally staring at Holly open mouth, like, what? what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Me um, and confused. They were printing the Bible. and But there were also, like, a bunch of other books that have mm-hmm. been printed in miniature, including um, some of the Sherlock Holmes books have been printed in miniature. Nice. There are certain books that were originally and like like their first publication was in miniature for, which is for wild. why though i'll get into okay. that um and then now i have a bunch of examples um first of all some of the reasons that people printed things small was mm-hmm. just because we're people and we like small things yeah if um, you don't get out yeah like there were a number of articles that i read that were like why do people print things in miniature? Because it's cute. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Humans are weird like that. Yeah. We, like, have obsession. We're very obsessive about creatures. About tiny things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In yeah. general, but, like, especially about, like, size. Yeah. And oh, yeah. in more ways than one. And some of them are negative. That's true. That's true. Um, mm. Some of the books were also printed as miniatures for convenience which makes sense makes sense like before we had things like e-readers or like you could read things on your phone or you know like all of that sort of stuff what is convenient about that Um, like being able to take it places with you yeah you get you can people would still want to have a way to travel with their collection of books um oh 
Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I was like picturing someone going somewhere with one book and I was like, that's not that much. But yeah, I guess I see yeah. what you mean. Especially because like travel took longer as well then. yeah and so you would like travel with trunks yeah. too, not like mm-hmm. yes and you don't want to have like an entire trunk full of books that when you're so trying heavy. to yeah so people wanted to have them because it was more transportable um napoleon bonaparte actually was famously noted to have traveled with a miniature collection that could fit into a box of course <gasps> um, he had small books yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he he had his own miniature collection. Um, Buzz Aldrin, uh, when he went to space to go to oh, the yeah. moon. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, he had the autobiography of Robert Hutchings Goddard in miniature um, with him on his trip to the moon. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and um, that that autobiography is actually about the man who invented the first liquid propellant rocket which made space travel possible and so Uh. yeah so he like brought it with him and was originally going to like leave it on the moon but they weren't allowed to leave things there except for apparently the american flag so um the way holly's eyes rolled back (laughs) into her head when she said that same though because i'm like you can litter with the american flag but you can't can't litter litter with with a miniature book yeah litter with literature yeah there's litter. just litter on the moon but we couldn't put them there's in probably a lot more litter there. on the moon than we think yeah i mean there are definitely parts of spacecrafts up there you know i, I just pictured like futurama-esque it's the future right and like you know like litter crews like when you get like community service because you're a high schooler and you oh, yeah. you know i'm like imagining like in futurama age like you have to like do your like community service litter pickup, but like <laughs> on, on the moon. moon. <laughs> I have to go clean the moon on Thursday. But isn't there again. something? There's like in in Futurama. I think I the know, the bro. moon is like an amusement park. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they go with Amy one time. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so a miniature book almost ended up on the moon. Um, they were also printed in miniature as a way to disperse contraband um which is very cool fahrenheit 451 yeah Mm -hmm. love that yeah um in 1832 charles knowlton published the fruit of philosophy or the private companion of young married people in miniature okay um so that it could be easily concealed because it was one of the u.s's first books on contraception and oh. in, I was like, why is this secret? Yeah, okay. and in 1832, um, the idea that you can have sex and... Do it because you like it. Do it and because not. you like it and not have unwanted pregnancies was, like, just super scandalous. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Which is wild to think about. But yeah. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, that's how I grew up. No, I know. So that's, that's how I grew up, too. But I just think it's, like, it's wild. Yeah. Like, because I, when I was, like, very little, like, I went to Catholic church. Yeah. And, like, you remember, I had that. Yeah. Not my friend, but that friend of mine who was very Catholic and very against contraception. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Mm. I was like, how about, how about just, like, don't do that then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although that's not really your business. Yeah. So, it wasn't my business. That's fair. Oh no, I mean it's not their business. Like, oh, whether people are using contraception. Or no, not. they yeah. didn't. No, they oh. mean. I the can tell church. you the story of that while we cook dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's not something I want to put on the podcast. So. I got you. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so it was like super spicy because because at the time it was just like huge purity culture rhetoric yeah, yeah, yeah. around everything. That, that um, understandably, yeah, with like the context that I know about. Yeah, and Charles was one of the first people to write about um, each of the methods for contraception in a, like, from a medical standpoint. Nice. And to go through the benefits and drawbacks to each option nice. as well in, like, just a very objective format. Yeah. Um, I do wonder a little bit, because it's 1832, like, what his medical practice consisted of ethically, because I'm like, how did you... Cause like gynecology has like a really long and yeah terrible history yeah um particularly against black women in yeah the US. i was gonna say so, eugenics yeah so i'm like 
Which like I I want to I do want to cover yeah like actually I have on my list um like I don't know why I can't think of the word right now but like past contraception oh, yeah. like methods mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pri- pr- the word is primitive but that sounds problematic yeah yeah the like previous contraception yeah, yeah, yeah. methods mm-hmm. yeah contraceptive not contraception that's different um (laughs) but no i so i do want to point out the ways that he did good work but Mm -hmm. i also have not done enough research on him yeah we don't know if he's like like point out whether or not he participated in like really awful gynecological practices yeah Mm -hmm. like Um, sterilizing people yeah yeah um against their will but that being said, he also believed that contraception, um, sh- contraceptives should be in the control of women medically and politically. Nice. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, which was like super pro- progressive for his time and apparently also progressive for say, our time. Yeah, um, <laughs> because we don't have control over what we do with our uteri. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love not having control it's my favorite thing mm-hmm. the u.s um, government's a steaming pile of shit can what? you like imagine that it like i just thinking about this like that wasn't even a year ago i know that, that, that we the lost that, that we, we lost, lost our rights yeah <laughs> like i just can't it feels like it was so long ago i just remember like the day that that happened the yeah. amount of devastation that was like around me and people's do like you remember faces and yeah you were the one who because i was I, I was visiting my parents so i hadn't been on my phone i hadn't been look like you know looking at the news or anything yeah. you were the one who told me mm-hmm. and i remember because i just looked at my mom after reading your text and i just started like sobbing yeah yeah i was i like didn't think it would hit me as hard as it did because oh, yeah. i like had been preparing for it because i was like i we all kind yeah of knew. but when it when the news actually happened that it was for sure i was mm-hmm. like i can't i can't even begin to like i don't think i'll ever forget that it was just such like a it was such like a viscerally devastating experience yeah it was mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but Oof, such a anyways step backwards yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, so he he did think that women should have rights. Nice. Well, at least he has that going for yeah. him, as far as we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so good for him. He did still end up being, even though he printed the books in miniature to help with disseminating them, um, like, on the, on the down low, um, he did still get, uh, he, he was prosecuted for obscenity. Um, and he was fined and sentenced to hard labor. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the I- irony of you using the word disseminating there? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't disseminating think these books. I looked at Holly, and this whole time she's been talking, I'm just making this like weird face of like, "Are we not going to talk about that?" I didn't even think about it. But that's amazing. That's Holly and Ace. I feel like Holly and Ace <laughs> disseminating. I mean, wasn't it like the other day when you said that you used that word and I was like... Yeah, and you were like, what is that? And I was like, you know, dispersing. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I don't think any non-ace person has ever used that word casually like that. (laughs) (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. I just have never made that connection. (laughs) Diagnostic. I mean, yeah. Is that not the word? It makes it sound like it's a disease. <laughs> well, I mean, like, for diagnosing. I know. I guess it's not really something you diagnose. Anyways. I know. <laughs> for diagnosing you, asexual. You've been diagnosed lesbian. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I got my diagnosis way sooner, mm-hmm. you know? They gotta start testing young, you know? Yeah, you know. What would that test even be? Put me in a Home Depot and see if I can <laughs> do what those guys did. Everyone needs to Google this. <laughs> There's some people who just went viral for playing the entire Home Depot theme song, like, in a, in a Home Depot with things that they made in the Home Depot, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life as a Home Depot lesbian. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good what night. if we just ended the podcast? <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing you need to know. This episode's a mess. I love it. Um, but, yeah, back to the miniature books. Um, the other one that was printed in miniature for 
um, because it was contraband, I guess. I don't know. This is going to get sad as well. But nice. the Emancipation Proclamation oh. was <laughs> was printed like in miniature and given to Union soldiers so that like when they were in southern states, they could give the Emancipation Proclamation to the enslaved people That's who were still amazing. enslaved after the Emancipation Proclamation had already been decreed yeah. because a lot of southern like southern states just continued to like keep their enslaved people keep enslaved people enslaved despite it being illegal. no longer legal yeah. yeah so and like just refused yeah. to share the information right because they were dicks that's actually really really clever of them yeah to um hand it out that way mm-hmm. that's actually fascinating yeah i had no idea that there was that history there because yeah. i had well, heard of course not because we went to public school in yeah, a that's rural part of washington state yeah i had i had learned like the history of like the news not reaching mm-hmm. this, yeah. yeah like southern states mm-hmm. in a way that it should have mm-hmm. um but i just didn't know that the miniature books were a part of it mm. um but yeah uh part of Part of the, like, creation of miniature books was also for concealment, obviously, um, because they were smaller and able to be hidden, um, which is kind of what I was talking about with those ones, but in a less, like, contraband way, they were used for um, books of etiquette that people needed to reference, and so they would, like... see, that's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. I don't know why I kept... I've been waiting for you to be, like, tiny porn. Oh, they did have tiny porn okay, as well. Okay, so, but okay, I'm I not... Mean, I'm, well, they make tiny porn now. I don't know if they had tiny <laughs> porn then. Uh, <laughs> now oh they God. do? Yeah. What for? Like, some... You can get miniature books of, like, literally anything. Um, I know, but that's so random. Because you can have When you said... Some... Con- the reason why I bring up porn is just meaning that, like, when you said concealment, I thought you meant, like, to hide something. I know you were saying, oh. like, not contraband, but I thought you meant, like, just to hide something that you no. thought was, like, private. Just... No. They, like, wanted to be able to hide the book because you weren't supposed... You're supposed to just know the editor. Yeah, but You're they could, like, keep it cheating. with them and they could... <laughs> that's like the old-timey version of writing on yeah. your arm like when you didn't know the answers to a test <laughs> just concealing your little book in your like corset or whatever do you remember in trainer's class when he would give us like the opportunity to write on a note card like yeah. as many notes as possible and we would write in like in the tiny. tiniest font yeah. ever what if he changed it so you had to do it in a tiny in a miniature book you had book. to make a tiny book yeah. and that was the only way you could do it trainer idea 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 make your students hate you yeah <laughs> I think I would have liked that, though. I would have hated it. I would have been like, this is a waste of my time. See, I would have gotten way too into it. (laughs) Um, But, yes, part of it was for etiquette books. Um, Victorian women actually would keep copies of The Little Flirt with them. Um, And that book taught them how to attract men using their handkerchiefs, parasols, fans, and gloves. (laughs) Oh, like the demure studies of, like, like how to... Put your fan this way to say that you are flirting and... That kind of stuff is wild to me. Yeah, well, and also, like... Stuff like that. Like, everyone would need to read the etiquette books in order for it to work because, like, the men would also need to know, like, yeah, what it like, means. Same with, like, like those what, things about, um, like, certain flowers mean, used to mean, yeah. like, well, they still mean things now, but back in, like, the Victorian period where it was, like, really intense, like, flower language. Yeah. Like, you would have to, like, what if you receive something but you, like, m- misinterpreted it because you didn't study enough? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, you didn't study at all because you didn't have access to books. That's, like, and that, that, <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Yeah. You're thinking of the better. I was just thinking of like how it is now if you don't know something about social like about like yeah, the etiquette. Not even like not even etiquette now, but like if you're not up on things in the world right yeah. now and I'm not even talking about like spicy stuff. I mean like the latest meme. Like yeah. you don't know You'd have to imagine carrying around like a tiny book, flipping of, like, through it. <laughs> this month's memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know there are like obviously a lot more like yeah, uh, like other factors from back then. I was just gonna say like I'm thinking of a lot of stupid examples mm. that are not reflecting the fact that like you pointed <laughs> out that some people don't have access to to the book. 
Or to education, therefore, yeah. are illiterate. Yeah. I apologize. There's that too. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, they were also created as playthings, um, the miniature books. So you were mentioning, like, children. Children's books sometimes are in miniature. But mm-hmm. um, in 1922, when the popularity of miniature books spiked, Queen Mary had 200 postage stamp sized books <gasps> created for her miniature dollhouse oh, yeah and it oh like God. went in the library of her miniature dollhouse which we sh- i should get pictures of the miniature dollhouse that's what i forgot to do and we should post them and i'll show you guys after but oh my god it's like absolutely gorgeous because she's the queen and she had like a legitimate yeah. architect build it for her i and so have like always been fascinated by dollhouses because i never had one as a child yeah. and like i follow well i don't use tiktok anymore but i used to follow and i just look her up on instagram um but there's this person and i'll look her up for her exact handle but she's making a southern gothic like haunted oh, house yes in miniature and it is it's like telling like a real story and she made the chandelier out of baby oh, teeth and I, stuff i remember i've sent you her posts things, yeah. before yeah she's amazing i'll look it up so that i can tell everyone to go follow her because she's awesome and then i'll let you i'll shut up now okay um but yeah so there she had this like really cool miniature not miniature but it was a dollhouse and it was fantastic and the books that she had in there actually were like full books it was it wasn't just like empty pages um and princess marie louise louis louise um who was related to queen mary also had living authors contribute to the dollhouse library and like write that's amazing yeah like write new works for the dollhouse library including sir arthur conan doyle that's Um, like that's fucking awesome yeah, yeah so there's like it's it's wild they're so beautiful too because it's for the queen so obviously yeah um, um her handle is literally southern gothic dollhouse but look nice. her up on um i know she uses tiktok um to show a lot of it but she you you guys need to look it up it's she is doing amazing artistic work she actually made a chandelier for the library out of baby teeth. Like, it's amazing. That's wild. Which goes into what I'm going to talk about next episode. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, but yes, and then there is uh, the book called Teeny Ted from Turnip, Turnip Town, um, which was printed by Simon Fraser. Fraser? Fraser University. Oh. Um, and they used an ion beam to to print it what and hello it, it has to be read with an electron microscope holy oh shit my God. yeah do you have a pic no i'll the hell? i'll give you, you show me later some <laughs> other time but um but yeah so there are like and that's obviously a more recent example yeah, obviously um yeah no they didn't have an ionic link <laughs> are you say, gonna say that <laughs> yeah they didn't have an electron microscope in the 1500s <laughs> you're kidding but yeah, so that's like a that's definitely a more recent example. Um, there is another one. The Solomon Solomon Brothers produced uh, Dante's Divine Comedy using <gasps> what's called Gasp. flies eye type, um, which was reportedly so small that it damaged the typesetter's eyesight to complete the print job. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, they printed another book in the fly's eye type which was roughly 30 pages long and it took about a month to print <gasps> that 30 page book oh my god because it's so tiny oh my god yeah like these some of the small books are like two millimeters by two millimeters like oh they're tiny mm-hmm. um, i'm just gonna look up ultra yeah. what was it ultra ultra micro miniature books yeah. <laughs> um there was also another very small book um, which I guess would fit into the category of books that are easy to like conceal or carry. Um, but this book was found inside of a boot. Oh my god! Um, was it from the little old lady who lived in the shoe? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it was found in a boot inside of um, inside of a chimney. Oh my god! Yeah. Huh. Uh, this information is from an article by Jennifer Vegas. 
which was dated February 9th, 2007, which is like around the time that they found the boot. Um, but a renovator was working on a cottage in Uerby, Awerby, 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 England. <laughs> what house is spelled? E W E R B Y. Ewerby. I'm going to say Ewerby. I feel like it's going to be like... Because it's like a U. Yeah. Like a Ewerby. Ewerby. They discovered a boot shoved into the chimney, and inside of the boot was a miniature Bible. The Bible was one inch wide and less than half an inch thick. That is insane. Yeah. And it, it was the complete unillustrated Bible, and it was published in 1901. They have a, they have Frankenstein too. Nice. You can get it. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so this, it was one inch wide and less than half an inch thick and it's the complete Bible. That's the complete thing. That like hurts my head because I tried one time when I was like trying to be a good Christian child, Mm -hmm. like at one point in Mm -hmm. my journey of life, um, mistake, uh, (laughs) I attempted to like read, read the Bible because yeah. I, I was supposed to and boring. I looked at the words for like a couple minutes and I was like I don't want to do yeah. this it's so boring yeah it is um I didn't even read it for the class we were supposed to read I it know. for in college I just had my friend tell me wow, I didn't read it for that class either you but you had read it before yeah though. I had Disgusting. really <laughs> um how did it make you feel <laughs> at the time good oh no <laughs> <laughs> um But this Bible was packaged in a metal case that had a magnifying glass built into it so that you could actually read the (gasps) tiny print. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the little miniature books came in cases like that, where they had like a little miniature magnifying glass built into the case itself so that like you would open the top part of the like little box for the book and that top part would have like a circle in it that had the magnifying glass built into the box um, so that you could read it. Yeah, they're just like super cute. Um, But Adam Dobney, who worked for Portable Antiquities Scheme, believed that the boot with the Bible in it was actually placed there as a kind of trap for evil spirits and a protection for the house. Um, (laughs) So random. Yeah, because he was like, I like pretty sure it's like that because it's it's very similar to witch bottles what i want to talk about them really (laughs) okay i'm just gonna let you talk and if you literally say the stuff that i'm gonna say i'm gonna scream i I mean i was just gonna say that witch bottles are like bottles uh, that you place like in your chimney or something for protection in your house and it usually would have like uh like sharp objects or you know whatever there for protection but um that's it uh okay good i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you what they put in them but uh here's a fun teaser for next week urine okay that, let's uh, move on oh no. <laughs> oh no well it was not a witch bottle it was a boot with a bible that's fascinating um, yeah. well you know like in the south um <sighs> I learned this when I went, because I have family who lives in South Carolina, Mm -hmm. um, for those of you listening, um, and they, there's, like, that thing about blue glass and, like, the color blue, and, like, if you have blue bottles, Mm. um, they're meant to draw the spirit, bad spirits in, and they actually trap, they get trapped inside the blue bottle, or, um, you know, like, um, uh, screened in porches in yeah. the south like you're supposed to paint the ceiling light blue because it's supposed to like prevent spirits from getting inside your house that's and like cool. they have the bottles too like the blue yeah. bottles were so it's very similar to that that's cool yeah yeah but my aunt has some of them nice yeah yeah they they did they did like legitimately think that this was to protect the house and so they they think that the bible is going to be placed back in the chimney to hopefully continue protecting the house oh. Oh my uh, god, I hope they, I mean, I hope they did. Yeah, because I'm like, good on them for, like, being like, let's not move this. Yeah, um, I'm all about, like, <laughs> respecting the, like, you know. The people Like, wishes. people put it there for a reason. Like, yeah. it's kind of, like. Also, maybe the house was haunted, and that has been keeping it from not being haunted. Or and, at least keeping the spirit at bay. Yeah, and so. And imagine if they took it out, and then the person, like, they, the person could get latched onto by the yeah. negative spirit if they were, like. 
the one who let them yeah. in. You never know. So mm-hmm. better safe than sorry. Put yeah, that Bible always better back. safe than sorry. That's what I always <laughs> say because I don't really believe in anything, but I believe that there's a possibility that something could exist and that I just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I believe that I'm ignorant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's take all the precautions, <laughs> minus the Christian ones. <laughs> I'm okay with going to hell. Oh. I've I've made my peace with that. Um, sorry, mom. S- sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so that's, um, I guess, the, like, slightly macabre portion of this was that little fun fact. That's amazing. Um, But, yeah, and then there are, my last little bit of information Mm -hmm. is some of the places that I found where you can view miniature books (gasps) because they have, like, like a bunch of people have collections of Mm -hmm. them and stuff and, Mm -hmm. like, museums do and whatnot. Um, But there are a few different museums that have miniature books displayed in their collections but the Baku Museum of Miniature Books in Azerbaijan is the only museum in the world dedicated to miniature books we're going yeah where is it Azerbaijan Uh, Azerbaijan which is in the Middle East we're going we're going Mm -hmm. we're going yeah Yeah. Um, it was started by Zarifa Salahova over the span uh, and it was like her collection that she collected over the span of 30 years and she has a collection of 6,500 books oh my god miniature books from 64 different countries oh my god yeah Yeah. I want to be this person's friend I know it was opened for public viewing as a way to promote childhood literacy um, I'm going to cry. I know. She has classics from Azerbaijan, a um, Quran that was published in 1670. Quran. that was published in 1672. Thank you. You're good. <laughs> um, and a book that contained the lyrics to songs by the Beatles in her collection. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then in 2015... Uh, she was presented with the Guinness World Record certificate for the largest private museum of miniature books. Oh my god! Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to. I just want to like shake her hand. I know. And say it's like you're doing good work. Fantastic. Um, I love that. It, it's so cute in there that too. Makes my heart happy. Um, I just was like, that's. I love it. Also, mm-hmm. six thousand five hundred miniature books is a lot. I know. I'm um, like trying to picture how much room that would take up. Not as much as you'd think. Exactly. They're miniature. They're miniature. Yeah. So, like, I was trying to picture, like, how big would this museum be? <laughs> like, if it's all these books, but they're all tiny. The itty bitty. Do they babies. have tiny bookshelves? Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, the University of Iowa also has a collection of ultra micro miniatures, which are the ones that are um, less than a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Um, so they have a collection, and then I have a picture. Of the University of Iowa's ultra micro miniature book of Genesis for you. Um, that's the book in the Bible, right? That's the first book in the Bible. That's the one that yeah. I started and I thought, this is boring. Yeah, that's the <laughs> creation book. Um, but that one is... That's where he says, this is be good. Light. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, what does he say? And it was good. And it was good. Mm-hmm. I was close. I was close. You were, yeah. I was close, guys. Um, I did something but right. But here's the picture of the l- ultra ultra micro miniature book this is the picture i saw when i googled it yeah sorry i just yelled um i was kind of far from the mic um that is amazing it's so tiny it's so i didn't small. show you this one you'll want to look, look at, at it. how small it is it's like it's like the, <laughs> the the tip of your pinky basically it's tiny it's so small it's not even as big as your like finger like the top of your finger it's mm-hmm. tiny no it's it's so small yeah just a little baby oh my god it's so small it's like the only thing i can describe it to that i feel like most people around our age would like understand is like you know the smallest lego piece which is just like one button yeah it's smaller than that mm-hmm. it's tiny and i'll post this one as there's well there's probably a name for that type of oh, lego it's piece. called a stud but anyways. thank you <laughs> i knew there was a name also the <laughs> fact that it's called a stud I only know it's it too because in the fucking like Lego Star Wars games and shit, yeah, collecting studs. Oh, oh duh. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
I should have known that. I used to play those games intensely. But insane. yeah, so that's the that's the very very tiny one, and those are that's everything I have for our very very miniature small books. It's a mini episode about mini, mini books, except for it wasn't mini. Yeah, <laughs> a long mini episode about mini <laughs> books. <laughs> but now, could you fit that whole episode written down in a miniature book? <gasps> Probably. I mean, oh, yeah. someone could. It wouldn't yeah. be me, but someone could. <laughs> someone with better eyesight than all three of us combined. Yeah. True. Yeah. Nobody I know. <laughs> well, someone who has access to miniature typesetting. Oh, my gosh. I was actually looking up, and you can, like, buy miniature printing presses. <gasps> That's cute. I want to buy one. They're not very expensive. They're, like, less than 10 bucks. Uh, what? I don't know if it's, like, a real is working fu- one, though, or if it's, it's just, like, a model. I think it's just a model, like... A miniature model of a mini printing press. I want it. I want it. So actually, it's funny that you brought this up, because I have—I don't think I've actually told you this, but I've been thinking about turn. There's a shelf on my wall behind where Holly is. I've been thinking about turning one of those shelves into a mini bookshelf with mini books, because I was thinking. I've been trying to learn more about like how to make things, and yeah. so I was thinking about making a tiny bookshelf because that is like a something I I have, live in an apartment. Like I can't. Yeah. You can't do, uh, like, big power tools. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless I go back to my, like, parents' house or something. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about making a tiny bookshelf for up there because I have some little things that I want to display on a small thing. That'd be so cute. Yeah. Time so basically, to make some mini well, books, too. It wasn't... It was more of a mini curiosity cabinet, actually, yeah. was the intention. But I was thinking I could get mini books for it because I love mini books. Yeah. Because one of my favorite movies growing up was Thumbelina. And the whole premise like it's a um, framed narrative and mm-hmm. they start by going in and I love when they do this in movies especially from that time period yeah. where they go in and then a small book opens and then the story begins yeah. like a lot of um, storybook movies from like our yeah. childhood start like 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 even Shrek starts like that Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood start like a lot of Disney yeah. movies and stuff although Thumbelina wasn't Disney but um that one is like literally that they're in a regular library and then they go open a tiny book because Aww. it's about Thumbelina. It's tiny. And then like they tell the story and I love that movie growing That's up. That's amazing. Except for it's kind of problematic. Yeah, most of the movies we watch growing up are. Mm. That's true. Mm-hmm. At least the best song in the uh, movie is given to the characters that they were racist towards because at least that they get the good song to sing. That's, that's it's a, something. It's a really good song. Reparations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, reparations for the frog people. Oh. <laughs> Which are like really like Hispanic coded and it's really fucked up. Mm, <laughs> I don't like that. But the song is really good. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, good song. That's that's something. That's all they that's all they got in that. But mm. Yeah. But yeah, so that's this one was really cozy. I know. It was very cozy, and I loved learning about the tiny little miniature books, and I like got way too into the um, museum in Azerbaijan because um, yeah, I, I, like, I would too. I like I want to go went way too much into that research. That sounds uh, amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's our miniatures. I love it. Um, what are you going to put in the cabinet? A tiny book. A tiny book. Which but I'm book? gonna put oh that's a good question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what classification of mini book too? What classification? Uh I'm going to put a hmm a miniature book of and it's gonna be one that's just for, for being pretty and cute. Okay. And it's gonna have one of those little the little cases with the magnifying glass included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going to put, this is a difficult choice. I'm trying to You're think. At, we asked an English major. I know. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would be able to pick two. I think my first instinct would be Frankenstein. Probably. I think, I think of the ones that we talked about, I would want, I want the divine comedy one. Yeah. And that I would want be it amazing. to be illustrated and tiny. With the Dore um, yeah, engraving illustrations, too. yeah. Oh my and god, that would with be amazing. The little case and everything. I, think I already have three copies of Dante's Inferno and or the um, complete comedies, so I don't need any more copies of Dante's yeah. Inferno. Or, oh, this would be a good one too. Um, to have Beloved 
oh. in miniature, like really beautifully bound and everything. Oh my god, I would sob giant crocodile tears over reading yeah. the tiny little book. Tiny little of book. beloved. That would be amazing. One tear would ruin the entire book. That's true. I would cry away from it. Okay, good. Smart. That's so oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. Beloved's a really good choice. I would want like a tiny oh I know, I know. Mm. I know. Keats poems. Oh, tiny Keats. Tiny Keats. Ti- Keats deserves a tiny book because he was a he tiny, was tiny man. Tiny boy. <laughs> oh. That's a good one. Oh my god. June Jordan poems. Mm. That those are the poems that I'd choose for mine. Yeah, I that love would be a June good Jordan. One. That would be really, really good. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Um so for this cozy episode, please uh rate, review, and subscribe. And um, you can find us on Instagram. Yes. Our Instagram is the Macabcast Pod. Yeah. And then you can also send us an email. I know some people have been floating around saying that they're going to send us some yeah. suggestions. Go Shout for out to it. my cousin Nick. Yeah. Who sent me like the sweetest message it ever? It was very sweet. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go cry in a corner. <laughs> this is so kind. Um, telling, just telling me how much they've no. been enjoying listening to it. Um, We've been getting so many like very sweet and positive, like comments about the yeah. podcast, and it's been super. Loving it. It's been super nice. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. And the other day, I was with my parents this weekend, and we got in the car, and my mom's like autoplay Bluetooth came on, and it was it was the podcast, oh, and really? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> She was like, I can turn it off. And I was like, I've already heard it. <laughs> I was like, but it doesn't really bother me. I'm yeah. actually like, it really doesn't, it's starting to not bother me anymore. Yeah, listening to it really. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I listen to the episodes that we just recently published mm-hmm. to make sure that everything sounds okay. Even though we already listened to it while we were editing yeah, it. Yeah, while we edited it. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good to get some quality assurance. Yeah. Well, because sometimes I need to listen to it as if it's not myself. And then I'm like, okay. I've listened to a couple episodes of ours mainly because I caught up to Morbid Current. Yeah. And it's very upsetting. I, yeah, I'm still not caught up to Current and I'm savoring. I really, I need you to know I went back. Yeah. And I've list, I've re-listened to BTK. I don't. Hinter Kaifek. Mm. Because BTK is terrible. Yeah. He's a terrible person and he's a loser. That one isn't like my most favorite set of ones. So I don't think I'd re-listen to it. I but... just re-listened to it because I wanted to remember it better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like it because the whole time they're just slandering someone named Dennis. And Excellent. I support that really positively. Yeah. For no reason and for in particular that anybody needs to know. No, no one mm-hmm. needs to know. Nobody needs to know. But I like listening to that one because they're like, Dennis, he's such an idiot. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're keeping that in. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, that one. If anyone hasn't listened to Morbid, they're great. If you like true crime, it's so good. Yeah. They're like, they do yeah. have some like non true crime. They do, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. They um, do. but it's mostly true. Crime. They also have yeah. another podcast called Scream, where they just t- uh, with uh, the, another person. I think his name is Caleb, and they do horror movie. They talk about yeah. horror movies, and that one's also really good. Um, but I haven't listened to all of that one because I don't like to watch, listen to the episode if I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But yeah, um, thank you everyone for all of your kind words. Yes. We very much appreciate it. And oh, and send us an email at themacabcastpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And, and thank you to Nikon. Thanks, Nikon. And thank you to... Trainop. Oh, yes. <laughs> and thank you to Trainer for the intro-outro music. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks, Holly, for telling us about books. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. Very thank you. <laughs> And what's in your guys' cabinet this week? Oh, good night.